0: Ladies and gentlemen, the following contest is scheduled for your listening pleasure. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Terminal Topics Podcast. I'm your host, Pat Danine, and this is my review of AEW Dynamite, which took place February 7th. Overall, good show. Of course, leading into this, we had a few things to look forward to, namely another big announcement from Tony Khan. Seems like it's a monthly thing. Sometimes he delivers, sometimes he doesn't. This turned out to be pretty good for at least what we assume it will be in five weeks' time. We'll get to that. Now, Sting at 64 years old, going for some championship gold. Big deal, especially being that he's retiring. Uh, early next month at aew revolution march 3rd so we'll, we'll get to that match at the course of the review which was the main event for this episode of aew dynamite and last but certainly not least as far as one of the uh m- things to most look forward to in this episode we were getting hangman adam page versus swerve strickland part three of course swerve strickland won the first two uh being in wrestle dream in october and full gear in november could hangman adam page finally get a victory Uh, in this series. So speaking of which, let's start off with that match since that started the show for AEW Dynamite. Hangman Adam Page, Swerve Strickland. Fantastic match, so much so that it lasted the entirety of 30 minutes. Seemed like Swerve Strickland was going to get the job done at the end. I mean, there was a lot of times throughout this match where it seemed like either one of them was going to get the victory. Did not happen, though. Swerve Strickland hit a vicious JML driver on Hangman Adam Page trying to get that one, two, three. They ring the bell ringside. They're out of time before the referee could get the three swerve could not believe it hangman adam page escaped being uh beaten three consecutive times against swerve it looked like uh it was over and that series was done this was by the way a number one contenders match for the aew world championship at aew revolution march 3rd to go up against samoa joe the match was over it was a draw no victory they ran out of time and so swerve strickland he got on the microphone and hangman adam page was about to make his way you know up the ramp and go backstage the match was over obviously and Swerve says five more minutes. Hangman Adam Page declines. He says, what you had to do was beat me. You did not. And so that's that. And you will not get your championship match at Revolution. He actually went on to say uh, that Swerve will will now not be a world champion. And now for him, it is over, which to me is a little ridiculous because, uh, you know, I know they have the ranking system that they just brought back in 2024. It's been a while, what, a year, year and a half since they've used that whole system not crazy about it by the way especially you know we know pro wrestling's predetermined and the rankings just not a big fan of how they're doing it in aew uh, a few years ago even now and so swerve beat uh, adam page again like i said a few minutes ago in october in november and so just based upon this ranking system where i guess adam page has a slight edge over swerve that he would get this championship opportunity against samoa joe it's silly again swerve was this close to uh, sweeping him 3-0 and in the, in the series. So anyway, as Hangman Adam Page declines, five more minutes to continue on and find a rightful winner of this match. Tony Schiavone gets on the mic as Hangman's trying to leave and tells him to stop. He says, because Tony Khan has made his ruling, a draw means two number one contenders, and now it'll be a three-way at AEW Revolution. So now we have a three-way match. Should be a fantastic main event at AEW Revolution, Swerve Strickland, Hangman Adam Page, and of course, AEW World Champion, Samoa Joe. Looking forward to it. I'm sure it's going to be a killer main event. And so that's how the show started off. You know, we're already a quarter through the show. Again, no winner here, but it was a great match. We've seen it happen before. Uh, Not with these two, where time ran out, but many other matches in AEW. And so we were back from commercial break here. Renee Paquette interviewed Samoa Joe in regards to this matchup that he'll now uh, see take place. Said it just having... One rightful opponent, now he's got two. And he says, we're celebrating mediocrity. Neither of these men deserve to be in the ring against me. And management might want the title off of him, but no matter what they do, he's walking out of AEW Revolution as the AEW World Champion. And still, I very much could see that happening, not making an early prediction or anything like that. But I have a very hard time seeing Samoa Joe losing that title right away. By this moment in time, it will be barely two months since he's been AEW World Champion. I think he's due for a lengthy reign. At minimum, maybe the next pay-per-view, uh, AEW Double or Nothing in May, around Memorial Day weekend or so. I could see maybe he'll then lose. But until then, I don't think uh, that title will not be leaving his side. Now, following this, we had a women's matchup. The women were on a little earlier than usual. Usually, they get their 920 time spot for their one match of the night. But it was early. Glad to see that. So the number one contender for that AEW Women's World Championship, Deanna Prazo the Virtuosa, was ringside for this matchup between AEW Women's World Champion, Timeless Tony Storm, and Red Velvet. It was a good match, but we already knew the handwriting was on the wall. We knew that Tony Storm was going to get the victory, and that she very much did. She won by submission with an ankle lock and a foot on Red Velvet's neck. In that post-match, Tony Storm kept that hold on Red Velvet. That was until the Virtuosa Diana Perrazzo made her way into the ring, making sure that she would get off of Red Velvet. The two went face-to-face, and that was pretty much that. So, course we have a little less than a month spilled until their matchup at revolution where i do fully expect timeless tony storm to retain that championship and uh, so that's pretty much one of the only main storylines going on in aew in the women's division the world title picture julia hart you know the tbs champion i don't really see a number one contender uh, for her just at the moment i mean i'm sure based upon the rankings they have a few lined up but as far as on television, she's not really going back and forth with anybody at the moment. It's been the better part of a month now since she went back and forth with Abaddon. Now, following that, we had a six-man tag team match where we saw all three members of the Blackpool Combat Club being John Moxley, Brian Danielson, and, of course, Claudio Castanoli going up against three guys from CMLL uh, of Mexico. This was a pretty good match, honestly. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club, big fan of them, especially when you see these three together. Nothing against Willer Utah. I think he's fantastic. Uh, But seeing Moxley, Danielson and Claudio, a big fan of all three uh, since their WWE days, even now to their AEW days. Uh, So they got the victory here. Claudio had hit one of the guys with a low blow and a folding press uh, for the one, two, three. And that was pretty much that they're badass. Blackpool Combat Club. They've been a solid faction for uh, at least the better part of a year and a half on their way to two years now. Um, So, again, anytime seeing those are that is a group of guys that I would love to see win the AEW World Trios Championships Uh, Mox Danielson and Claudio, hopefully they get a run at it uh, before they, you know, whenever they disband, hopefully no time soon. So after this matchup, it was finally time for Tony Khan's big announcement. He goes on to say he's excited. We might have heard earlier from the TD Garden that AEW will be back in Boston on March 13th in just five weeks time for AEW Dynamite slash Rampage. And it will be a big night for the entire pro wrestling industry. And it will be a supercard entitled AEW Big Business. He went on to say tickets will go on sale this Saturday at 10 a.m., and that this will be one of the most important nights in AEW and a night the entire industry will remember, who will be making their debut on March 13th at the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. All signs are leading to formerly known as The Boss, Sasha Banks, now known as the CEO, Mercedes Monet. It's exciting stuff. Now, it's been rumored that she's been on AEW payroll uh, since January, at least. And news actually broke earlier Wednesday that, look, she's going to be there March 13th, at the TD Garden, Boston, Massachusetts. And that was because, like Tony Khan alluded to earlier in the day, I don't know if it was an accident or not, but TD Garden put up a graphic that said All Elite Wrestling uh, presents Dynamite Rampage Wednesday, March 13th at 7.30. Again, TD Garden, Boston, Massachusetts. It was said that they took this graphic down shortly thereafter. Maybe they were uh, jumping the gun on the surprise. Um, But nonetheless, Tony Khan did confirm that, uh, indeed, we will be getting this event taking place This special edition of Dynamite, uh, now known as Big Business. If you look at the graphic, it is right up the alley of a Mercedes Monet or formerly known as the Sasha Banks, just by the color scheme, the presentation with the, you know, baby blue with the purple background. If you've seen the graphic, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, even the S in business, it's a dollar sign. Again, Mercedes Monet, right? Money. Uh, So look, it looks like we're finally going to get to see the uh, debut of. Uh, Mercedes Monet. And even if you look to the back of the graphic on the left-hand side, right under the words TD Garden, it says Boston, B-O-S-S-T-O-N. And both of the S's are again are shown as dollar signs alluding to Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet. So it's pretty much unofficially confirmed that we will be getting her debut March 13th. And it was said the past few weeks too, another reason they were holding off on her debut uh, was to kind of let Sting get his flowers, right? Let Everybody enjoy his tour the last uh, couple months of 2024 until his retirement date of March 3rd here. She'll show up a week, week and a half later. It's the ushering in of a new era, especially for the women's division over there in AEW. This is huge. You know, we haven't seen Britt Baker in a while. The return of Jamie Hader should be soon. She's been out with injury since last fall when she dropped that championship uh, to Tony storm. And I mean, really the entirety of that whole AEW women's division shaping up to be pretty good, whether they're showcased on AEW or Ring of Honor. uh, The whole thing is you just need to book them for matches, and you need to book more than just a couple of women in an upward trajectory. You know, a lot of them fall by the wayside, but look, the talent is there. Hopefully, Mercedes Monet showing up will not just be good for her own self or her own sake, but hopefully will help all the other women uh, around her. She's always been a big advocate on building up the division, you know, making them feel important. She was like that in NXT, in WWE specifically, so... Hopefully, that carries over to AEW. So, you know, I wish her all the best. That's exciting for the whole locker room. And honestly, AEW is on a pretty good trajectory here because Will Ospreay uh, will be showing up soon. Hopefully, Okada, it seems. Doesn't seem like he's going to WWE now. And it's been rumored lately she's no longer in talks with WWE. Uh, former NWA women's champion Camille, also a big pickup. If you're not familiar with her, uh, she's a force to be reckoned with, that's for sure. So, AEW seems to be making some big moves here, and hopefully, they do right. Uh, by each and every one of these talents. Uh, so that's exciting stuff. And uh, just in a few weeks time, right? Again, tickets go on sale this Saturday, 10 a.m. for uh, AEW Big Business in Boston, Massachusetts at the TD Garden. So following this, we had a matchup with Chris Jericho going up against Takeshta. Takeshita. Uh, this was a pretty vicious match to say the least. You know, I like the fact that Takeshita has been showcased a lot in 2024, whether it's against Darby Allin or tag team matches. And you know, going up against the likes of Jericho and so on. So he's been getting a lot of shine. Hopefully uh, that means some gold for him in 2024. Now, the way this match ended in very heel fashion, his manager, Don Callis, who has, you know, been going head-to-head quite literally with Jericho the past couple of months. uh, Don Callis spiked Chris Jericho with a screwdriver when the referee obviously was not paying attention. He threw a steel chair in for the ref to get distracted with, and he went over there, again, hit him with the screwdriver. uh, Kanosuke with the Boston crab. Uh, Jericho for a moment, though, he was he was back. He didn't, you know, he raised his hand for the third time, you know, thinking it would fall like the first two. And he stayed with it. He tried to get over to the rope. But the just dragged him in the center of the ring. And it was just a matter of moments till Jericho tapped out and he won by submission. Now, before I knew it, it was time for the main event of AEW Dynamite. I'm like, how do we get here already? But then I forgot the first half hour consisted of Adam Page. First swerve Strickland in that 30 minute match that turned out to be a draw. So I said, here we go time for the AEW World Tag Team Championship titles to be on the line. Ricky Starks, Big Bill, defending against the icon Sting and Darby Allin. This was a fun main event, especially a 64-year-old Sting doing what he could do, doing some absolutely crazy spots uh, from the bleachers, right, Doing from the fan seats. We've seen him do this spot numerous times over the past couple of years in AEW. Uh, Just unbelievable what he's willing to do, putting his body on the line uh, for the sake of the fans. Again, 64. He'll be 65, I believe, March 20th, just a few days after his retirement, right? So this was nuts. This was a pretty good match, though. It was decent. And uh, Darby Allen and Sting won the AEW World Tag Team Championships uh, with Sting hitting uh, Ricky Starks with a Scorpion Death Drop uh, for the one two, three. So happy to see it. They're going to hold the titles for the better part of three to four weeks. And that is until they probably will drop them at AEW Revolution for Sting's final match, unless they are uh, able to win. And they go at he goes out on top, you know. I would assume that uh, Darby Allen would not replace Sting because he's simply irreplaceable. Uh, they would relinquish those titles, being that Sting's retiring, and uh, that would be the perfect scenario, honestly. But I don't think it's going to end that way because post match, oh, we saw the new, and uh, I don't know if you want to call them improved. I think it's an improvement from a character standpoint. These more vicious heels we see, but uh, we see them come in. Uh, in white suits with hats on, as they now refer to themselves as not just Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, but Matthew and Nicholas Jackson, the EVPs of AEW, uh, come in there. Uh, I believe they had bats in hand, hitting Sting, hitting Darby Allen. They even busted Darby Allen open. There was he was a bloody mess. So uh, that was unexpected. And you know, prior to this, it was a nice moment until they came in and ruined it. Because post match, Sting's two sons uh, jumped the barricade. They're grown men again. Sting, sixty four. Uh, they they came in there to celebrate with Sting um, and Darby Allen. That was until, again, Nick, Nicholas, Matthew Jackson came in. Not only did they take Sting and Darby out, they took out both of Sting's sons as well in the meantime. And so that's how the show ended. You know, while the confetti had still been coming down for this big celebration for Sting and Darby, um, half of it was covered in blood, again, due to the fact that Darby Allen was busted open. And I didn't see him take a brutal shot. I'm assuming it was with the bat. Um, You know, something obviously I don't think they meant to bust him open with it, uh, but that's what happened and that's what took place. And that's how this show ended. So it seems like uh, that's who we're going to see for those AEW World Tag Team Championships uh, at Revolution. We will not see a rematch of Big Bill and Ricky Starks looking to get those titles back from Sting and Darby. Instead, it seems in a little less than, uh, you know, a month's time, we will get uh, Nick and Matt, the Bucks going up against Sting and Darby, where I think they will beat them. They will become tag team champions and uh, that would be Sting and Darby's first loss. They're undefeated as a tag team throughout the course of the last three years, which is very impressive. So uh, that's that again, shout out to Sting. I don't know how many years it's been since he's held gold. It has to be well over a decade, maybe since his uh, TNA days, I would assume, but that's uh, awesome to see, you know, and to be honest with you, Uh, not just uh, gold in general, right? I'm I'm thinking maybe singles titles and TNA and such. But when's the last time he actually won tag team gold? Uh, Maybe that dates back to his WCW days even. I don't know. Did he win tag team gold in TNA? You know, maybe somebody uh, can answer that one for me. So uh, again, that was AEW Dynamite. That was pretty much it. And it was a good show. You know, it was, uh, in my opinion, it was quality over quantity. Again, the first match took up the first quarter of the show, which I'm not opposed to if it's a good quality match, not just nonsensical filler. I'll take that any day of the week. So that's what we had for Dynamite on February 7th. So as always, folks, thank you for tuning in to the Turnbuckle Topics podcast. I'm your host, Pat Deneen, and I appreciate you guys as always. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time. Got a question for Pat? Send him an email at turnbuckletopics at gmail.com. That's Turnbuckle, T-O-P-I-X, at gmail.com. Find him on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Turnbuckle Topics. Thanks for listening to the Turnbuckle Topics Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. If you like the show, help others find out about it. Leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us next time for another episode of Turnbuckle Topics. See you then.